What do you do when life doesn't go as planned? Grief, loneliness, uncertainty, joy, resilience, hope. It's the stuff we're made of. I'm Michelle Parisi, creator and host of the award-winning CBC podcast, Alone, A Love Story. You can hear it now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. And find the book, Alone, A Love Story by Michelle Parisi, available now worldwide. This is a CBC Podcast. I said, do you know who did it? And he said, we have a very good idea who the responsible person was. Uncover Bomb on Board, investigating the biggest unsolved mass murder in Canada, CP Flight 21. Get the Uncover Podcast for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Available now. Hi, this is Lou. Just a heads up that today's episode has some language that might not be appropriate for all listeners. This picture that looks weird, like like, like there was a mistake in this family, it finally made sense. That weird little kid in the middle, that's me. From CBC, this is Love Me, a show about the messiness of human connection. Episode 5, Family Portrait. There are photos of my sister all over my parents' house. Tons of them. But there's only one of me. You'd think she was an only child. But I've always been a little bit of an outsider in my family. And so a few years ago when I got married, I didn't invite anybody. It was just me and my husband at City Hall with my friend Adele as the witness. And we were really happy. We were crying, we were smiling and laughing and... And because it was such a beautiful time, we sent my family the snapshots right away. My sister decided to get giant prints made for everyone. And she chose the absolute worst one of me. I have this weird snarl on my face, like my head is tilted back, my eyes are mostly closed, one of them is half open, and and I look like I'm hungover or drunk or something. It was just not good. And so now, the only photo of me at my parents' house is of me looking really awful. (laughs) And I see it at my parents' house, at my sister's house, and at my aunt's house. The same awful picture. And it's a reminder that I'll never really fit in with my family. Because they just can't see me the way I see myself. Today's stories are snapshots of three different families, all with their own tensions to overcome. I remember a feeling of being really scared because I had never seen mom and dad get that mad. I was yelling at you guys. I think I even yanked you by the collar of your shirt. When I think about that car, it feels like a bad thing that happened. Like we were all heinous, right? That was one of the most heinous moments of childhood. That heinous moment is what's known in our family as the Morro Bay Incident, or the MBI for short. The year was 2001, and we were three sisters. Ping the baby was seven, I was the middle child at age nine, and Emily was the oldest at 13. Our parents took us on a camping trip to Morro Bay, right along California's central coast. 
We ran around on empty beaches and made our hands sticky with melted marshmallow goo. Then we piled into the back of our silver-dented minivan that smelled faintly of spoiled milk. At some point on the drive home, my older sister Emily and I got into a fight. My little sister Ping remembers it best. I remember you having this, like, corner of the car, of the Honda that was covered in embroidery thread and your sewing basket. And maybe we also had some other crafts going on, but there was only one pair of embroidery scissors. Apparently, my older sister and I both felt we desperately needed those scissors right at the same moment. And something in us just snapped. And there was yelling, and and I remember Dad getting really mad and getting into that really enraged voice and face contortion that he can bring himself to. Our normally sweet-tempered dad pulled the car over and made us all get out. Suddenly, everything got very quiet. My parents stopped yelling and started anger whispering. It felt like our family was falling apart. Standing on the side of the road with the other cars whizzing by, we understood that we had crossed some sort of boundary, a line where civility lay on one side and total anarchy lay on the other. Dear Emily, Hannah, and Ping. The next day, our mom handed us a letter. Yesterday in the car, Emily and Hannah fought for a long time. It was really unpleasant for everyone. The letter laid out our punishment, which was to each write a one-page essay about our place in the family. There has been more punching and kicking lately. And why our birth order was causing so much tension. You may not watch TV until you've finished your essays. My little sister Ping was only seven when all this happened. So her essay is all lopsided and squiggly, like someone transcribing a desperate note in the middle of an earthquake. The bad thing about being the youngest is that Emily and Hannah gang up on me. Sometimes I try to talk it out, but Emily or Hannah won't listen to me. I will try to think of more ways, but it is really, really hard. I'm really, 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 really sorry. Love your daughter, D-O-T-T-E-R, Ping. My older sister Emily's essay is the opposite. Her handwriting is neat and contained within columns of pros and cons. It reads like she's presenting an argument to a high-powered boardroom. To tell you the truth, the cons of being the oldest overpower the pros. Let's take a look at the charts. Pros. You get to buy new attire. You have much power slash responsibility. Cons. Being the first means that you are the guinea pig. You have no one to look up to, therefore making you forge a new path for yourself. People look up to you, so you have to watch everything you say slash do. This chart has proved that being the oldest is harder than it meets the eye. So in the future, it would be appreciated if you were to cut me some slack for all of us are human beings. And that's the truth. My letter is unadulterated brat. I write, the place that I'm in, I'm proud of my place. 
but it gives me great difficult. You see, I have an older sister, and it seems unfair the way she treats me. The youngest causes much trouble. I'm not the whiny one who gets picked on, but I'm not the really bossy one. I think it's unfair that you will not let me see a movie. That is like two punishments. In the 15 years that have passed since we wrote those essays, shoes were outgrown, diplomas were obtained, we got real jobs and first loves. All of this changed, and yet we feel like the exact same people as the ones on the page. Birth order still looms large in our family. Emily, the oldest, has always been a bit of a hard ass. I was a tough sister. I am a tough sister. In fact, I won't, I won't even put that in the past. But having to blaze her own path made her brave and ambitious. She moved across the country for an exciting job and wears a lot of fancy jumpsuits that no one else would dare try to pull off. And Ping's always been the baby. When we were kids, all she wanted was to be part of our world. I was never allowed to sit near either of you when we were in cars. And you both had your rooms right next to each other in the house. So I just got used to being a little bit separate. But having to be outside looking in means she's had to become a good mediator. She's peaceful and funny and adored by everyone who crosses her path. And me, I've always been the Jan Brady of the bunch. All soul can pout, mean to the ones I love most. My essay is a resolute middle finger in the air. I'm still like that. I pick a lot of fights with my sisters now. Maybe that's why our mom made us write that stuff down all those years ago. Maybe she knew these essays would be the roadmap to the rest of our lives together. I, I think the whole experience of being a family is fighting for your piece of your turf and fighting for yourself. This is who I am. This is who I want to become. And um, yeah, it's a struggle. And, you know, in a functional family, in a good family, there's a lot of support for you becoming who you want to become. October 12, 1992. Most families only document their happiest moments. There are pictures of smiling faces at pumpkin patches, home videos of babies stuffing fistfuls of birthday cake in their mouths, But being a family is about more than that. I think that's why the Morro Bay incident has become an important part of our family's mythology. A story we tell over and over. It serves as proof of an unshakable family bond, of that unspoken promise of sticking together. Because in the end, we didn't fall apart on the side of the highway that day. We got back in the car and we made our way home. him. Uncle Danny, can we play on your phone? Later, later. Come over here, everyone. Let's do this thing. Aw, do we 
have What are to we doing? Pass me my cane. Let please. me just run to the washroom real quick. Let's just do this first. It'll take two seconds. Let's get the shortest in front. Come on, twins. Mom can't wait two seconds. She's got diarrhea. Ew, gross. I do not. Hey, Ma, I told you not to put so much sour cream in that dip. Still eating dairy? So bad for your skin. You were just born with a lousy complexion. Danny, too. Crater face, they used to call him. Gee, thanks, Ma. Pass me the baby. Know, Everyone else squeeze in around Grandpa Frank. Great, good, good. Closer. Get back here, you two. Settle down, guys. Your uncle's trying to get a picture of all of us. Hey, Biscuit should be in the photo. Biscuit! We want to watch YouTube. Good dog. YouTube. Why don't YouTube. we try a spiritual timeout like we learned about in that parenting podcast? Can the spiritual timeout please wait till after I get the shot? A good spanking never hurt anybody. Yeah. We turned out just fine. Watch your Ow. mouth. Relax, Ma. Okay, just let me zoom in a little. I'd better not see my photo floating around the internet. Granny, no one's going to rob your house just because they saw your photo online. What kind of camera is that? Okay, everyone set? Yeah, I think so. Once I push this button, I got like five seconds to run in. Here we go. Okay, I'm just going to... Ow, that was my toe, Dad. Sorry, hon. Jay, stop slouching. I'm not. Do I have lipstick on my teeth? Dad, look at the camera. Smile, everybody. Cheese! Ah. Ew, and Francie got snot in my hair. We're gonna have to take it again. <sighs> Is someone wearing perfume? She's allergic to scent. Is someone wearing a scent? Soap, uh, breath freshener, uh, potpourri. Why is everyone looking at me? Because you smell like the nail polish aisle at Dollarama. <laughs> Mom? What? It was a good burn. Let's just try it again. Frank, pull your pants up. No one wants to see that. Take two. Let's make it count this time. The baby's on a nursing schedule. Ew. I'm never going to be anyone's milk machine. Shh. Yeah, because your milk would taste like barf. Hey, be nice to your sister. Make me. Ow! Guys, come on. You gave me a wedgie. Damn right, you little punk. <laughs> Rob, really? Who raised these shit disturbers? The framing was off anyway. <gasps> I really gotta pee. Brittany. What now? Would it be cool if Omar set this one out? Just immediate family. Oh, boy. His name's not Omar. It's Rami. Oh, Keep up, Dad. Omar was three boyfriends ago. Rami's as much a part of this family as Dennis is. What? Was I never supposed to date again after your father moved out? You don't complain when you need a ride to the movies, princess. Ugh, I'm gonna need an extra therapy session after walking in on you guys last night. Jesus, don't you lock the door? Well, at least I'm still getting laid. Excuse me? I have a newborn. We know. It's all you fucking talk about. <gasps> Auntie said the F word. Watch your language around the kids. Guys, come on. Just hurry up. I'm gonna burst over here. When you're sliding into third and you feel a little turd. Diarrhea. 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 Just focus, everyone. <laughs> this really shouldn't be that hard. Take three. Here we go. Oh, shit. God damn it. You okay? What is that? Whiskey? Why is everyone looking at me? Who do you think you're fooling, Ma? Are there any paper towels around here? Let's just deal with it after and get this take. Biscuit will lick it up. Smile, everybody. This is so lame. Cheese. All right, let's see what we got here. Can I go watch my golf now? Whoa, 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 wait. Everyone stay put. We have to do it again. Why? God, Denny, how hard is it to take a picture? Let me see. Ugh, Francie, your boob is poking out. Oh. What, you want the baby to starve? Let me see, let me see. She's your aunt, you little perv. Let's just leave it. It's good enough, right? But how's that going to look hanging over our mantle? No one cares what you have to say, Renee. Look, one more. Dad, do we have to? We've got lives, you know. Yeah, Jen used to go sext her emo girlfriend. Almost done. Promise. How come I'm the last to find out we have a lesbian in our family? Because you're a judgmental bitch. Guys, please. Hey, don't speak to her that way, you fuckhead. Can Would we everyone just... please stop swearing around Can the children? Can everyone oh. just chill for ten seconds? 
cool it. I'm not doing it. Smile, princess. Mom, tell him not to call Nicholas me that. You're so immature. Me. Why don't you go kill Guys, myself? Always something. This is pathetic. Kids. Can't we just get along for two uh... seconds? I just wanted one fucking photo. I can't even remember the last time we were all together like this. Jamie's funeral. Who's Jamie? You don't remember Uncle Jamie? He was the coolest. Yeah, the coolest. He used to play hide-and-seek with you two when you were little. He was a real smartass, that one. What are we waiting for, guys? Let's get this photo. Yeah, it'll be nice to have something to stick on the fridge. <sighs> okay, last time. Let me in, let me in. Hey, 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 don't stand right in front of me. You're going to hide my new t-shirt. Dude, it says pugs, not drugs. It's a great message. You don't even have a pug. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Oh, that'll look good on the mantle. Look at your smile. What are you talking about? I look great. We look pretty cute. Yeah, we do. I'm gonna run to the bathroom. I think my dad just went in there. What? No! Ew, I just stepped in dog puke. Oh no, Biscuit's all stressed out. Aren't oh, you, Biscuit? Mom, he's not stressed out, he's drunk. Use the cream this time. You got it, babe. Kids, watch out for those bottles. I was at work on a Friday afternoon, and I received a phone call from a woman with a, with a southern accent, and she said, um, I need to talk to you about your mother. I said, is she sick? Is there something going on? I thought maybe this was somebody calling from a hospital or something, and, and she's like, no, 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 it's not like that. And, and then she became hesitant and kind of dodgy and didn't want to continue the conversation. She said, maybe I shouldn't have called. Uh, I can call back later. I'm was getting impatient and insistent on finding out what, what it was she was calling about. And she said, well, your mother and my father had an affair 30 years ago, and I'm your sister. And my first instinct was this is some kind of scam. I don't know why this person's calling. Do they want money? Are they running some kind of a hustle on me? I, I said some pretty impolite things to her, uh, <laughs> but... I went home later that night and called my mom, and I said, hey, I, I need to talk to you about something, and I want you to know, uh, no matter what happens, I still love you, and she got really quiet. I said, do, do you know what this is about? And she said, I think so. And I said, is it true? And she said, yes. The man that had raised me was not my dad. My mother and father married young. She was 16 and he was 20, which was the custom of the time. And they had a few kids and uh, had been married for, at that point, I think about 20 years. And she was, I guess, going through a midlife crisis of sorts. She met a man at a, the diner she worked at. 
we'll call him Ted. And they began having an affair. And when she got pregnant with me, they talked about leaving their spouses, but uh, Ted got cold feet at the last minute. And she chose to stay with uh, the dad that raised me. I always felt like I didn't necessarily fit in with, with the family that I, I grew up with, but I thought it was, it was, there was something wrong with me, that I was, I was just different. I have this family photo, and I think I'm about three years old in this picture, and there's this family with very like, distinct features, you know, consistent hair color, and then there's this one weird little kid in the middle. Like he wandered in from somebody else's family photo. And uh, that finally made sense. This picture that looks weird, like, like, like there was a mistake in this family. It finally made sense. My parents divorced when I was six. And so I would visit my, my dad every other weekend. and we, we weren't ever really close, but he was still my dad. He was at my high school graduation. He came and saw me in the school play. Uh, he taught me how to tie a tie. Um, he's my dad. I wrestled for a really long time about what telling him would mean uh, to our relationship. And I decided not to tell him. Because then nothing has to change. It feels awful to feel like I'm lying to this person who I care very much about. It feels like I'm cheating on my dad. But when you love somebody who's your family, you don't want to see them hurt. Because if, if it was as simple as, oh, well, he would just disown me. Well, I could, I could take that. <laughs> you know, I... <clears throat> then I wouldn't have to feel guilty about keeping the secret from him. But I'm willing to carry that. I don't want to lose my dad. Maybe that's selfish. And I also don't want him to lose his son. I talk to my dad on the phone probably once a month. He'll see something on TV that reminds him of me and call me to tell me about it. When we end our phone conversations, uh, he says, I love you, and I say, I love you. It's very nice. <laughs> I love him as my father. He loves me as his son. And why would you want to take that away from somebody? Love Me is produced by Mira Burt-Wintonic and Crystal Duhane. On today's episode, you heard Family Photo, written by Mira and Crystal. It featured Mike Hughes, Edna Katz-Silver, Mary Holland, Joanna Nutter, Melissa Carter, Gan and Alice Webster, Sophia and Nicolas Kucher-Gomez, Skylar Danforth Ong Thwin, Steve Rukovina, and Frank Opolko. At the beginning of the show, you heard a piece produced with Hannah Kingsley-Ma. Original theme music by Tim Kingsbury. Scoring music by Murray Lightburn. Additional music by SSK. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or at cbc.ca slash loveme. And to see that awful picture of me that I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you can visit my parents. Until next time, I'm Lou Olkowski.
Here's a sneak peek of next week's show. The rumor was that he had joined the priesthood. A little part of me felt that I had somehow been his last chance or something like that. And people would laugh about it and tease me about that, that I drove him into the priesthood. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.